0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today's message is taken from our Gospel reading from Mark chapter one with an emphasis on these words. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. This is our text, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. A boy and his dad were enjoying a family hike on a trail in the woods when, at a narrow pass in the road, they came across a good-sized log from a downed tree which was blocking their way forward. The boy, wanting to be helpful and to impress his old man, said, What do you think, Dad? Can I move it out of the way? Dad surveyed the scene, and he sized up his son, and he said, You know, I think you can just manage if you use all the strength you have. At this, the boy sets his pack down, he approaches the log, and with all of his might, he began to push, but the log didn't budge. Wrapping his arms around it as far as it would go, he squatted, and at the bottom, he tried to lever using his knees, but to no avail. Heaving and panting, the boy then pressed with his shoulder, he turned around and nudged it with his back. He then ran and gave it a big flying kick, but still, the log would not move. Frustrated and tired, the boy turned back to his dad and said, "Geez, Dad, you told me that I could lift it. What gives? Smiling playfully, his dad replied, No, son, what I said was that you could manage if you used all the strength you had. But then you went on alone, and you didn't even ask me for help. The boy understood his dad's meaning immediately. Combining their strength, the man and his son were able to clear the path. Now the dad's point, of course, was this, that his son's strength was not only his own. Relying on his father for help enabled him to do something that would not have been possible all by himself. I ask you today, friends, have you ever had a job or have you ever been given a task for which you were woefully underprepared? I can't help but wonder if Jesus' disciples felt just this way in our reading today from Mark chapter 1, when the Lord called them to service. After all, as we read Mark's gospel, telling of their call to service, They hardly seem like the most esteemed or theologically astute theologians of their day. Jesus did not find Peter and Andrew and James and John in the local synagogue debating the Torah. No, he found them rather out on the Sea of Galilee, working in their fishing boats. These men were not clergy. They were laity. They were busy at the tasks of the vocations to which they were called, when suddenly their Lord, their Messiah, appeared and he issued another call. Follow me, said Jesus, and I will make you become fishers of men. On their part, the disciples' response, we read, was one of courage. Peter and Andrew immediately dropped their nets and they followed him. James and John left their father Zebedee, poor guy, right in the fishing boat with his hired servants, and they too followed him. All of them, seeing the importance of the call that Jesus had issued, dropped what they were doing and they went to attend to the greater work that they'd been given. For me, I look at this text, and I am tempted in my sinful nature to think that these disciples were perhaps just a little foolhardy or in the case of James and John even, a bit selfish in leaving their father with the hired hands. And yet, Saint Mark in his account of the gospel seems to be writing in order to inspire us to follow in the disciples steps, to make us respond to the call for service in God's church with courage. However, as we read not just Mark's gospel But the other three as well, we can see quite clearly that these disciples whom Jesus called were not always men of courage. Later in Jesus's ministry, when on the same Sea of Galilee that these four men were so used to fishing, when a large squall threatened to capsize their boat, the disciples would cry out to Jesus in their terror, Lord, do you not care that we are perishing? And in the Garden of Gethsemane, at Jesus' arrest, these same disciples would scatter and go into hiding in order to avoid their rabbi's fate. Peter, on his part, would famously deny Jesus in order to avoid arrest, and Thomas famously would be so distraught over the crucifixion that he would deny the resurrection. To quote J.R.R. Tolkien, the courage of men may and often does fail. So then, I ask, what should be our takeaway from reading Mark chapter 1? To be like the disciples, but not be like them at other times? Hmm. Well, what about to follow Jesus until it's hard? to follow Jesus. Oh, wait, I have it. Have courage, until maybe those times that you don't have courage. Friends, none of these hit the mark. Allow me to reorient the way that you think about this text and, more broadly speaking, the way that you think about the courage it takes to follow Jesus. Let's start with this statement. This reading from Mark chapter one, is not, in fact, about the disciples. Service in the church, for that matter, is not about us. It is not our abilities, our strength, or our courage. I pray that you will be relieved this morning to hear that ministry in this congregation is not about you, nor is it about your pastors, for that matter. It is always about Jesus. When Jesus called the disciples, did you catch who it was who was doing the heavy lifting, so to speak? Let's look again. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you to become fishers of men. Follow me, Jesus says, I lead, you follow. I'll clear the trail so that you may walk it. And, he continues, I will make you become fishers of men. I who called you, promises the Lord, will equip you. I will give you my strength, my spirit, to put the words in your mouth to minister good news to your neighbor. What's more, that same Jesus also promises, I will die for you, so that you will be saved from your sin. So that you will be renewed and remade to carry out this monumental task to which I have called you. The courage in Mark chapter 1 is not the disciples' courage. It is not our courage. It is Jesus's. Jesus would go out to heal the sick, not James. Jesus would drive out demons, not Andrew. Jesus would proclaim liberty to the captives, not John. And Jesus would be lifted up on the cross, not Peter. Oh, but wait a second, Pastor, I hear you say. It turns out, if you read a little bit more, the disciples actually did go on to do all of those things. But friends, remember the lesson of the dad and the boy in the woods. What the disciples accomplished was not merely their own work. Rather, it was the power of God in Christ Jesus, in them and through them, which did such mighty acts of courage. Likewise, dear brothers and sisters, the work done in the church today, here in Bloomington, is not our own work, but it is also Christ's. Christ who calls us to this place, Christ who gives us his gifts, also equips us for the task of ministry throughout our various vocations. For it is the love of God shown in Christ Jesus which we proclaim, which we practice with conviction and courage in our households, our community, and beyond. Fret not over whether you have the right tools or the right qualifications to go and do this task. For you have what the disciples have. You have Christ. And dear Christians, I tell you, Christ is enough. Christ's strength will bear you up. Christ's courage is sufficient. A well-known reading from Joshua chapter 1 urges us, Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. This sounds like something that we must do. It sounds like Joshua is giving us some kind of a prerequisite, a certain amount of courage that we must have in order to follow Jesus. But no, Joshua doesn't stop there. This passage ends with encouragement. He would go on to say, For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Dear friends, Jesus calls you to follow because he himself intends to go on ahead of you. He will carry you through trial and temptation. He will enable you to serve him in ways that you never even imagined. For the courage of Christ takes fishermen and it turns them into apostles. The courage of Christ takes prostitutes and tax collectors and Pharisees and it turns them into disciples, servants, and proclaimers. The courage of Christ takes poor, miserable sinners like us, and it turns them into baptized believers. It turns them into pastors, or elders, or deacons, Sunday school teachers, choir singers, ushers, trustees, stewards. By the call of your Lord, you, Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, you are given to serve in your homes, in your communities, and beyond. Therefore, I urge you this day, as Joshua did, take courage. For Christ the Lord has gone on before you. Follow on the path that his footsteps trod, and he will give you all things needful for the task ahead. Therefore, Go out from this place, wherever you are called, in the name of Jesus, who has made you his fishers of men. In his most mighty name, amen. May the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in the same Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.